0: Hi, this is Randy Randall of No Age and host of the podcast Hyphenate with Randy Randall. I want to welcome our newest sponsor of the show, DistroKid. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms and artists keep 100% of their royalties. Hyphenate listeners get 30% off at distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash hyphenate. Again, that's distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash H Y P H E N A T E. Go get your music streaming everywhere now. Yo, what is happening? Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm very excited uh, to have on the one and only Mr. Conan Neutron. On the program today thank you so much for tuning in to Hyphenet with me randy randall um conan neutron is very much uh in the pocket of the Hyphenet life he um fronts an incredible band called conan neutron and the secret friends as well as being a highly successful podcaster with his very own podcast, Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. He also has another, uh, podcast because if that's not enough, um, called Movie Night Extravaganza that he does with a few awesome friends. And I've been fortunate enough to be a guest on it, talking about the incredible film Office Space. But again, if that is not enough, Mr. Conan Neutron has even more for you. He is the curator of an incredible festival. It is called Catterwall. And this is in um, Minneapolis, although he is living in uh, Milwaukee. He uh, curates and uh, books and promotes the Catterall Music Festival. So he's got two podcasts, a band that records and tours, puts records out, and as well as booking an incredible festival. So I would say that firmly cements his uh, place in the hyphenate book of all stars so i'm really i'm really looking forward uh, for everybody to hear this and uh thank you conan for coming on let's check it out the mighty conan neutron holy shit! thank you so much for being on hyphen with randy randall
1: I'm so stoked to be on it. Thank you
0: for having me. This is incredible. Um, so I, I have to bow down. You you are obviously one of the you know godfathers of podcasting and guys you know making loud <laughs> guitar sounds going into podcasting. I feel like I, I am I'm coasting in your in your breeze. I don't know what I don't know what the, what the correct fr- phrase is. What do they do that in uh, in uh, the France the Tour de France? You know with the one the one guy. Oh, coasts yeah, off yeah, the street. yeah. I like, mean I'm, I'm in your
1: trail here this is uh but, it's, but it's great. I prefer the term podfather. Podfather. But, uh <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> that, that's what I that's what I t- yeah. said to Rick Valentin who and uh, Rose who I mean they they've been doing it since the 90s. Oh, since wow. before there was a term called podcasting. Yeah. So I would, and then, like, I thought that was very clever, and, and Rick was like, uh-huh. you know, just chuckle. <laughs> but, come on, God, it was a good oh, one. Father? That's no. great.
0: I got, I <laughs> got a good my, one. Yeah. I got my hand slapped using the podcast word, the p-word around uh, Mike Watt. He's Like, don't call it a podcast. He does not show. like it. Internet no. radio show.
1: No. Okay. I didn't he know. gets super pissed about He's it. He's really like, mad. And, and the other thing is that if a band doesn't have a website too, he gets he gets bummed out by absolutely. That too, which that I agree with. I completely agree with that. Uh, <laughs> For the, yeah yeah okay. it's it's your Prop, own zine props to what, it's your own
0: zine you could like, you could, your own you zine. could tell the world about yourself what, how are they going to find your dates
1: how are they going to find where you're going to play exactly. yeah, I don't know <laughs> exactly on the internet feel like I'm talking to them right now actually yeah yeah no it's uh yeah. no it's it's awesome uh so we just protonic we we it's me yeah. I literally do everything Why, what's it's like are you the, the royal we,
0: we yeah yeah do, do, you, do, you, I, do you refer to Conan v, yeah. in the in the Conan sense yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Uh, nine years, just wow. uh, at the time of this recording, like, like two weeks ago. Nine years, uh, three hundred and thirty-four episodes, which is a shorter amount. I mean, it's still a great accomplishment. I mean, some people up to like nine hundred and stuff. Yeah. They have staffs. <laughs> they have they have producers yep. that like do all the grunt work. Yeah, uh, they don't tour and make records. You know, most yep. of them, and uh, you know, whatever you give like, And the way I look at it yeah sure, yeah. and it's still a pretty good body of work uh, if I do say so myself, it's huge, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: but it's quality too uh like i i don't I don't just do it because like oh, time to poop out another episode, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like when I do it it's it's for good reason, and the key to that show to Protonic controversial is that I only have people on that I'm interested in, and I know that that might sound obvious, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> But it's the key to the show. Like I, uh, I've been pitched some pretty cool things that I'm like, that would be a big show, but that's not right for me. Oh, wow. And people are like surprised. and It's like, oh, you don't want to? Why wouldn't you want to? I'm like, well, have you heard the show? <laughs> I mean, my like, sort of deep understanding and interest in, in who's on is what makes it special. And because I come from a world of being an active recording and touring musician... Uh, it comes from a more informed place, and you get a different kind of conversation when you're talking to someone else in the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it, it sort of, and I and there's nothing wrong with, like, the Terry Grosses of the world, who are just, fa- they're fantastic at what they do, but is a it different, it's, it's they're coming at it from looking at it like a museum piece or something.
0: Yeah, or they're, they're, they're journalism, when, they're documenting unknown foreign subjects, yeah. like. Yeah, versus versus being in the trenches with a a coworker type of feel.
1: Yeah, it's ultimate exactly. It's ultimately yeah. going to be a little bit alien, and so like you know, critics of the show as well as fans of the show have said like it sometimes can get a little bit too chummy, and it's like, well, okay, <laughs> but that's kind of the strength of the show, you know, when yeah. you're and and you cross paths, as you know, mm-hmm. when you're when you play music, you cross paths with other musicians, you find common cause, and. I think there's more agency and for me interest in in that than than being the Mark Maron of whatever, because Mark Maron already does. <laughs> Mark that. Maron is the Mark. Know Maron what I mean? Mark I, Maron. Yeah, the, and he's the best at being the Mark Maron yeah. or whatever. I'm going to be the Kona Neutron of being Kona Neutron, and and. You know, does that mean, like, do I have a deep, cackling supervillain laugh? Yes, I do, and I'm sorry if that bothers you, but you're going to have to deal with it, friends. Do you
0: know the show uh, Um Yeah Dudes, Jonathan and Seth? Oh, Remember yeah, there's, there's yeah. A, it's an old L.A. podcast. I, I used you. to listen to—is that still going? I think so, yeah. I think there's still— they're I, I
1: used no. to, like, regularly listen to it, and then I think when—and I think I— um like when I change phones, my I, I just forgot to resubscribe to it or something. But yeah, that's a great show. Uh, I like that uh, show. The
0: reason I bring it up is uh, Jonathan uh, is worked at, at um, many, uh, or where he worked at Future Music, which is a kind of you know used um, mm-hmm. music store here in LA when it was on Sunset Boulevard years ago. And I knew him from those days when we were all much younger and not as fat. And then as we've gotten older and fatter, I've still <laughs> <laughs> stayed in touch with him. But the best thing, but he would be on I like how off.
1: you link to those two things, because by the way- it it Happens. I'm very proud yeah. that I lost 10 pounds oh, in the past c- month. Congratulations.
0: That's because... huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know the battle. It's, it's, I struggle with it myself. Um, but,
1: After that fall know. tour, I, like, I like, saw some pictures. I'm like, these are great pictures. Oh my God. The side view. Oh, I hate my the God. people that come
0: on the side of the stage and take that side picture. Like, no, come on. Just go in front. Oh, it looks good in no. front. The side, the side is wide, <laughs> the front is and good. Cro-
1: just crop from the belt up, yeah. and you know we're, we're good. Like, we don't we don't we don't need to see like you don't need to see that. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, so well, I oh, mean, no, didn't oh, to. No, so like, yeah. yeah, so the story was so near and dear to my heart. <laughs> right. So
0: Jonathan uh, uh, has the show, a uh, um, yeah, dude, and he works at uh, um, used music shop. And I talked, but he's not mm-hmm. always there because he's you know his bee gets busy, and he's, he's so he's it's like he's a part time worker now because he's so his podcast is going so well, and so I'm talking to the boss right. man Jack at Future, and he. um and and he's i'm like where's Jonathan? what's he, why isn't he here and he's like ah oh, he's got this damn podcast and this was whatever 15 years ago or whenever they, they started to do really well
1: <laughs> yeah he's and, so busy with this podcast yeah, yeah. some <laughs> bullshit and but it was
0: and it was the perfect thing no one's ever summed up what podcast cuz i wasn't i was new to the whole idea of podcast. i wasn't listening to podcasts at that time yeah <clears throat> excuse me and um and and basically what you know the curmudgeonly jack waterson at future music said is like you know podcasts, it's like if you don't have any friends you can put headphones on and listen to two friends talk it's like for lonely people, and I was like, "Ooh, that hurts." But feel as over the years, as as my life has gone on, and I've listened to more and more podcasts, I'm like, you know what? I kind of miss my days of being <laughs> kind of, of being a 20 year old who hung out with friends all day long, and hung out at bars all night, and worked at jobs at like video stores and record stores, yeah, yeah, where I just shot the shit with with friends and strangers for you know 18 hours of my day was spent just just talking about nothing and bullshit. But I miss that time, and now I'm a dad of two, and I and I work you know from home. You don't and get I out as much. And, yeah. Yeah, sure. No, I'm in yeah, bed by eight yeah. o'clock, an and so if I can find, if steal away an hour or two of just hearing two two knuckleheads jabbering on about bad '80s movies or guitars or records yeah. or things that are that are in my nerd, you know, realm, I love it. And so i I took that to heart as like a a a, star, a criticism, but also a, a very cutting description of this thing. And so I think the idea of what you're yeah, saying—that's a, a conversation. It's like, yeah, this is whoever's listening right. to this probably wants to hear two guys exactly. jabbering on about bullshit. <laughs>
1: Well, it's, it's a, it's a dismissive and vaguely insulting thing to say, but there, there is truth into it. It doesn't have to be phrased that way. A good example. This is something that largely has happened on tour. Um, I can, do do I say post COVID? We're not really post COVID, Mm, but like getting back to touring after a global pandemic is that people, uh, will come up that listen to the show and they, this, this is how it always happens, Randy. They're, They're like, Hey man, um. I love the show. I listen to all the time. I'm like, cool. You don't have to whisper. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, not ashamed it's, of it. It's, it's I'm, okay. I'm, I, I do it in public. I tell people I do this. Yeah, it's not a secret. Uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. I, there's, I talk about it all the time. But like, they'll come up to the merch table at the at Conan Neutron, the Secret Friend shows to talk about that. I'm like, great. Grab a sticker. That's why I have these stickers here. You yeah. know, no, but like, but they
0: want to talk to you as a. But they want to be in the podcast with you. They're they're coming to you. Well, because they, they an, feel a, like they, they have know to- you
1: so well, right? Yeah. So when they don't when they don't lead with that, they'll just start talking to me like we're good buddies and I am very I am the person like Tony in my band is like terrible with people. Like <laughs> well, he's great with people, but he doesn't he doesn't remember names and and, and faces very well. It's not, yeah. it's not really his role in the band, right? Yeah. I usually do. So I'm like horror stricken. when I'm like, "Fuck, how do I know?" Sorry. I'm like, no, "How do really I know it, this I person?" Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, <laughs> "How do I I, I and then I'll like mentally be like, okay, when was the last time we were in Seattle? Well, let's see. It was this show. Yeah. And, and then they'll be like, oh, I listened to the show. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're friends. Like we're
0: friends and I've never met you before.
1: And I'm, I'm fine with that, but like that will sometimes put me in a deep state of anxiety uh like while i'm like like one on one hand i'm holding a conversation and then the in the little uh you know uh, star trek enterprise like <laughs> command center in my brain like that's like a red <laughs> alert trying to figure out who this person is yeah you. Uh, but I, yeah. I, oh sorry sorry no. I, I was gonna say but i love that yeah. I, I love like I, when people want to talk about the show i'm 100% down for it like I mean like I was like great let's talk about the show oh you know the so and so episode was so great you know Mike is like the best dude ever you know I can't believe that Damon Shay interview blah 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 whatever like Great, I'll talk. I mean, I'm. I, I'm not going to be like, cool, make way. You know, I, 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 you know this is rock I, show
0: time. I, there is no podcast talk here. Yeah, right? this is exactly. rock talk only. It's all, would you like to talk about my it's cab? All part of the tab Do you street. know the vintage '30s I have loaded in <laughs> to this cabinet? That you cannot see behind the grill cloth. I would love to only answer questions about my flat patch cables. Well, you know, my
1: pedal board is yeah. wired in stereo so that I can blow blah. blah okay, great, okay,
0: great. Oh no, it's great. Okay. It's, anyway, it's so good. Yeah, no, I've, I've my. Early on in dating my wife, I was I was you know fortunate enough that people knew whatever I was doing, and there had people would walk up to me like, "Hey, how's it going?" and start talking and yeah. stuff. And she would go, she'd look at me and go, "Do you know that person?" I have no idea. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably closer to your band <laughs> name. No like The faces and names just kind of go together, and it's not rude. It's just there's only yeah. so much there. But if someone wants to come up and have a nice conversation. Sounds great. Yeah. Good to see you is has become my my go to. Not good to meet you. Hey, it's good to see you. Whether we've yeah. I've seen you now for the hundredth oh, time good. or the first time, it is still good to see you. And I just you got roll plausible
1: with that. deniability. Yeah, yeah. And if,
0: <laughs> and if they give me a, a backstory, it is good to see them. It is. it is. Sure, of course. Yeah, you know my name. You want to talk to me? I like this. I like seeing you yeah. do
1: this to me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you have some interest in some aspect <laughs> of what I do in my life, and uh, yeah. I you know sounds appreciate great. dealing with you as a human. Yeah, great. Let's let's awesome. shake
0: hands and talk about. About guitars I don't know uh, yeah,
1: did I, I jump on your are head, head? Are you
0: Did yeah? Exactly. are your ears still <laughs> ringing that's usually the one like oh my ears are still ringing from that show or my t-shirt fell apart like those are all great things yeah. I love hearing all of those things
1: I've definitely had a couple, and this is like from back in the Replicator days, I've had a couple of people be like, yeah, you know, you played Bellingham and you climbed up on me during this ad. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm, I, I don't do that <laughs> as much anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. I am
0: also a sober person now. I have 13 years of sobriety. So there was a, a, a long right. span of time prior to that in which, again, plausible deniability of like, yeah, we were so, you people tell me, we were so drunk at XYZ. Or I'm like, sounds right. And, yeah. I, and I also, that is also why I do not remember any of that going
1: on like do you have a picture that's like david yao man oh yeah he's done so many like amazing things where he's like huh you remember yeah, that? I did huh?
0: that <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Okay, so I want to get into it. So sorry to, to be uh, uh, too, oh, too pedantic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I would I'm love taking... to. No, no, no. I would love to talk a little bit more about you know a biography, a little bit. Like, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you got started, and and partly sure, sure. because so the the theme of the show hyphenate is I talk to people who are uh, multi talented and who are known for excelling in more than one field. And obviously, yourself as a singer songwriter, recording, touring musician, and and also as a podcaster, as well as I think there's a few other things on the table as well, but. Um, um, but we'll start kind of with those two dichotomies. So, wh- where did where do you come from, and where did how did you first get started in music?
1: Yeah, yes, yeah. so I was uh, born in a town called uh, Modesto, California, in the Central Valley. That is, uh, it goes like Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto, um, Fresno, Bakersfield, et cetera, et cetera. So, about the dead center of California, which culturally has more in common with Kansas than L.A. or San Francisco, right? Yeah. Like it's a you know, pretty conservative farming uh, area. And at 17, I moved up to Oakland with my best friend, and we got a $510 a month apartment, which is astounding. Like, like, which, I mean, you can tell like how long ago that was by me saying that. Uh, and I worked at Tower Records, the fourth best record store out of four in uh, in Berkeley, uh, for minimum wage, which. Really set me on my path to musical discovery because I had instant access to, you know, things like Birthday Party and Stooges. And, and, you know, and even like, you know, that's why I was like, oh, there's like jazz stuff I really like. Oh, there's, you know, uh, this old country stuff is like really cool. As opposed to all this like, you know, gnarly stuff that I would hear on the radio in Central Valley. And just like, (laughs) this is horrible and I wish it would stop. Uh, So that was sort of my musical education. And then, yeah, I came up. Started playing music, uh, I guess, a little later than most. My first real band was this band called Replicator that uh, was around for technically eight years, probably more like nine or ten, and we made records and toured. uh, And and that was largely based on the fact that just nobody was having what we were throwing down, (laughs) like, in the Bay Area. So we were like, well, I think what bands do is they go other places, right? Because I was a student of rock and roll before I really ever played it um folks like mike watt uh poster children right like the bands that would like do these tour diaries where i would like learn about oh this is what it's like to be on tour and i decided that was something i wanted to do my bandmates did also so um and that band that band did a lot. Like I said, that's that's why I first started playing the smell when we were starting oh, right. to talk. Yep, like we yep. played the smell tons and tons, uh, lots of legendary bills. What what years are this?
0: Um, what, what what was your year? Was your first tour first proper? Like we're hitting we're in the van. Uh, two
1: thousand. The first national tour. I think it was two thousand two. Okay. Like I don't, we we got off the west coast and started doing U.S. tours, and that's where it was, it was like oh. Like we discovered the thing that like every band that tours do, does is like oh there's pockets of resistance in like different places <laughs> that like they really like us in this city which is very far from our home and like you can you can like plot out a tour that goes that gets to that city yes. and like know that you have like something that's going to be good for waiting for you yeah. there
0: Sioux Falls which is going to go off
1: right yeah. like whatever it is yeah, yeah and, and and it may not be remotely close to you but you can. <laughs> Kind of hang your hope and hang your hat on that, and and make it like sort of financially feasible. We were the kings of breaking even. That's 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 the thing. Without argue, it's arguable that band never made money when we were actually around, but we never lost money. That's huge. Which is that's uh, huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah, especially and like when you're dudes in your twenties that are like have, you know, not not career jobs is probably the best way to put it. Uh, you know, that's that's what you got to do to keep the boat moving. And so that that was. Uh, and I lived in the Bay Area. 22 years basically we got priced out um you know it's like i got to see the borg basically take over (laughs) the bay area and uh all the wonderful artists that made us a great place to live such yeah you know it's it's, 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 they all had to go somewhere else and uh and most of them went down to la but i decided that like well i'd like to go to some place that is a has a lower cost of living but a higher standard of living, and was mm-hmm. uh, geographically an easy place to tour from.
0: Yeah,
1: and this is a like well past Replicate. At this at this point, Cone Neutron's no. Secret Friends is a thing, but like it was something where uh, Milwaukee made a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. I love Milwaukee, and uh, I've so well. At the Milwaukee, our, our Milwaukee shows every band I've ever I've been in, which is not really that many, frankly. Yeah. Uh, We've always had great Milwaukee shows. It's always been like it always felt like home. That's cool. Um, and uh, like Seattle was on the uh, was on the uh, docket as well, but <laughs> the, Seattle the kind Borg of like have started been to become infested there yeah, too. Yeah, like, like it, it was. Took over it like no, this is almost long as bad. Ago. Like, oh, are yeah. you kidding me? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we ended up moving to Milwaukee in um, August 2017, and that's where I've been ever since. But I started. I, I, Oakland is. I may not live there anymore, but it's still my home, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I sort of uh, emancipated myself from Modesto. I don't really speak of it that often unless someone, like, brings it up. Um, When granddaddy kind of became, like, a a big deal, especially in the U.K., I get all these English people. And they would be like, "Oh, you grew up in Modesto. That must have been so lovely." I'm like, "No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't
0: at all." Do you talk to Jason at all? Did you know him growing up, or was that not part of your scene? No, like,
1: no. like those dudes are like, uh, like a class above me. Okay. Um, I've, I've, I've met him now, but I did not know any of those dudes. Right. Uh, I, I like them. I think they're great. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, that drinking beer around the country song. It's like, oh, that, that's not like a pastoral affectation. That's just literally just like what you do on a Saturday <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. Like, it's it's not, like, exactly a hotbed of creativity. Just because there's, like, one admittedly very brilliant band from there. I mean, you know, same thing with, like, Stockton. Like, oh, the, the that city pavement's from. Yeah. And, like, do they still live there? No, they don't. <laughs> so, you know why? It's horrible. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good place to be from. And so, from the yeah, sense... Good place to leave. Yeah, from. great place to... Be. Yeah. So, my, my uh, tagline, uh, this was back when... Um, I guess I still say it because I'm about to say it. But, like, when I would do zine interviews, zines, mm. when I would do zine interviews, I uh, would be like, it's a great place to be from because it gives you plenty to rebel against, is what <laughs> yeah. I would say.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So, that, and then Oakland was was your was your base of operations. I'm trying to think of, yep. of friends. I mean, I knew uh, George Chen and, like, the ZUM crew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah George Chen. Yeah, so he came down here to L.A. a little while ago and also as a podcast. Yeah, that's, like, the Spock Morg, uh
1: mm-hmm. That was Spockmorg world. There, there was a lot of overlap from that, uh, and our little thing, our 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 little world was um, kind of the freaks, nerds, and weirdos that didn't fit with like the metal bands or the indie rock bands or the, like the super experimental bands. Gotcha. I had the audacity to call it the international noise rock underground, even though it like <laughs> sounds I right. just not that Those sounded cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the international yeah. noise rock underground, and it was a. Get this, get this ready. It was a Yahoo group Ooh. that I started. That I, I, like <laughs> it. Yahoo group. Did, I did I email. Well, actually, you? no. It was an e group. Oh, then, a, okay. then a Yahoo group. I saw my Yahoo. Because Yahoo bought them out. I saw
0: my Yahoo email address. That's my favorite one. I'll, I'll keep it till till they're gone. Um, I think I am uh, glad to show that yeah, it. Yeah, I probably fell in with the noisier side of Oakland because we started. It sounds yeah. like a great parallel. Like uh, we had a band called Wives, Dean, uh, my partner, and No Age, myself. Oh yeah, and we would play. Yeah. We would tour up the West Coast, probably right around that same sort of time, that 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah, Pink and Brown mm-hmm. and
1: yep. um, uh, what is it? Ar- Numbers. Yeah, we um, played with
0: racerata a few times, I think.
1: Racerata, Uh, Ellie yeah. used to work at video which was right down the street yes. from my house we always would uh hang out and talk about like John Ross. i remember going <laughs> in there yeah
0: i remember going in there on tour and yeah she, she i think she was showing us around the neighborhood and we saw we went in there and yeah i worked at rocket video down here in hollywood for years i was a big movie nice. nerd as well and i went to film school and or not film well i went to a school that had a film school then i didn't i never got in and uh but yeah, so that there so that era but we, our first US tour we did was with a band called Hail Zukis which had John from oh. uh, A Minor Forest and Rob yeah, from Eat skull yeah. I think was his thing and then he went on I forget if he had some other things as well but it was a very yeah we like met up with them halfway like it was a kind of you know it was just two bands out there that had no idea what they were doing and we just sort of just, well if we both do it together <laughs> we can both not know what we're doing we can have this instead of having Dude, two competing five people shows we could have a one10 person show in a basement somewhere right 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 yeah, we yeah. could
1: we can pool our resources it's gonna be great yeah, yeah. Uh, did you ever play with like a total shutdown and any any of them? no like I knew any, any of those guys? No, I
0: know those from, from George put them out, right? That was yeah, yeah his world. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever played with them. There, there was a remember. lot I mean, there was a ton yeah.
1: of yeah. some and some of those bands we were we were friends <laughs> with some we weren't. But, you know, it was all like sort of in the in the in the zeitgeist at the time. It's weird though yeah. cuz it's like other than a few bands, I feel like I don't know. I feel like that era is like just gone from history because there's this big yeah. 90s revivalism mm-hmm. and, then, and then people are starting to revive like the 2010s uh, i'm like didn't wait? that just happen there was a yeah there's there's a beautiful <laughs> early aughts thing that kind of happened yeah there's yeah. a whole like like remember when Lay savvy fab was like gonna take over the world because yeah. that was kind of a nice moment mm-hmm. yeah you know, i mean lightning bolt somehow managed to persevere Good oh for my that, god yeah you know yeah yeah we yeah, oh uh, my
0: god yeah well, that first u.s tour we did um we played some shows with lightning bolt and
1: um yeah
0: what was the uh, usa is a monster which is you know, oh kind of yeah, great, yeah, yeah
1: yeah 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 those guys are those guys are great yeah
0: so when we eventually became a two-piece it wasn't far you know it felt like there are many kinds of two pieces it's not just uh, white stripes yeah you know or black keys it's like well no there's all these yeah. other great amazing weird noise two pieces that we felt like we were kind of in the style of those things but
1: you we know, uh, yeah. our friends in the Meishi kind of had so, a moment uh-huh. uh too like they they were um and that, that was cool I, and i still like jeff's uh, well technically tim's a buddy too but like mm. I, I talked to jeff all the time like he's okay um,
0: there we go that there's the connection there we go yeah i know those guys as well
1: yeah like jeff's on uh well turbo lightning is on there's a cone neutron the secret friends single series Mm -hmm. called protons and electrons and the conceit of it is that uh you know protons electrons neutrons make the atom Uh, (laughs) but the the other band the bands on the other side all have some connection to the band. Uh, You know, whether it's that they play in the band, whether they record the band or just like, you know, some some point of history of the band. Anyway, Turbo Lightning, one of Jeff's bands, um, they're on one of them. And then he also he also did some overdubs for our for our song. And like he sent me a Queen record, basically. He sent oh, me like wow. I, I was like, there's was like forty tracks. I'm like, Jeff, this is way too much. He's like, he's like, oh, just you know, just use whatever you want. And like I was like, okay. <laughs> but Should it was it was pure them? Jeff Byron, and yeah. I mean that in the best possible way. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We're, it was like like I I actually we never did it. I was like, we could have we could have made a remix that was just all his overdubs, <laughs> like drums and like all like just whatever Jeff was
0: That's incredible.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah. So I, I guess I could still do. It. I think yeah. I still got the tracks. Yeah, I, yeah. I had not thought about Band it for camp. years. I was like, Bandcamp Friday. A while ago. There we go. I know. Yeah. I, that's, that's actually a good idea because we haven't <laughs> had anything. We've got like well, we have a we have a record with Lung coming out in the fall. Cool. Fingers crossed, fingers yep. crossed. Uh that's a split record. And it's kind of awesome because we cover one of their songs, they cover one of those songs. I've always wanted to do that. And then we do a collab song on both sides. Like I wrote a duet with Kate. Uh, for our side and then tony and i do um and dale um do um uh our, our stuff on, on their song as well and then we have another record that i need to like finish like a couple vocals for that i assume is going to come out like next year because it's pretty much done at this point but i've also like the last few Bandcamp camp friday i'm terrible about like oh shoot that's coming up do everything new <laughs> it's like eh, not really and then i put up like this single that's going to be on the um, the new record. And then Reiner from Learning Curve, like when I was mentioning, oh, should I do another one? He's like, you know, you should probably leave something for the record. <laughs> I'm like,
0: no, it's all that's singles. A good point. It's all singles these days. <laughs> There's no records anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's all a collection of know, singles from one to the next to the next. If it didn't come out yesterday or tomorrow, then But the little thing little,
1: is, people yeah. only pay attention to it if it's a record, or at least that's what they, they say. They say. They yeah, I, I, but then like they don't listen to it that way. So no. it's it's like it's it's like the same thing where if you want college radio, you got to make CDs and send them out. Luckily, we sell <laughs> CDs. I don't know why. That's insane. actually I do know why. It's because of Krover. It's because of the Melvins. Oh got it, But got like. It. Uh, but like we make them largely to send out to, to college radio because that's, that's what you got to do. I love, and it's like, I, how is that yeah. not on digital yet?
0: I but, love anyway. college radio so much, and I always want to do it more. But, but um, No Age puts out records on Drag City for the last couple that we've done, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I'm always, oh, I'm, right, I'm yeah. always telling them like, can we do like college radio? Can we like go and like hang out and like? Yeah, I, yeah. I still kind of come from that world of like walking into a college radio station yeah. it just feels like that Willy Wonka's chocolate factory kind of thing. Like, wow, yeah,
1: look how all the old. It's got stuff that cool energy. Have, all the,
0: the, 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 the stacks and the, the yeah oh. the shelves mm-hmm. that are just like oh
1: man check it out Sonic Youth and like you know like whatever yeah. you know like oh cool but I realize it's a and then you get era. to like yeah and you get to talk to these like complete freaks and I mean this is a compliment <laughs> who are just like obsessed with music but like maybe they never would go to a show but they are just like this like you know like it's like Yoda like figure yeah yeah of of, of whatever they're into and then like you know when you do like the um God, I mean, uh, some places will have, like, you can do like, a live session yeah. or whatever. Oh, like we um, it's such an honor.
0: It's incredible to do this. We did
1: this one uh, CDR that we sold on Ooh. tour that was uh, live at KXLU, and it was like oh, some yeah. stuff before you're under your surveillance record. Yeah. And, like, we are just like, what should we do for art? I'm like, God, oh, I'll put a wizard on it. And so we put a wizard on it. <laughs> And I don't think I even have a copy of that anymore, but we sold like, you know, whatever, a few hundred of them that's and great. put gas in the tank.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love, yeah, KXLU was one of those first kind of places when I first, when we got to go play a live thing there. It just felt like yeah. we've made it. Okay. I don't need MTV. Yeah, I don't yeah. need <laughs> anything else. I am in studio at KXLU. At KXLU. This is, you know, because I learned a lot about music, you know, through college radio and through barely yeah, tuning same. in on the, yeah. on the low left end of the dial, just trying to like eke out something like, what is this? And then writing, I kept a little journal next to the radio too, and I'd write stuff down like this said I think there was the word blonde redhead I'm gonna go okay I'm just gonna just go to the, right. I'm gonna go to the record store and ask for the it's I'm, interesting, gonna, band I'm band. gonna say these yeah. words to the to the clerk and see what they say back. I'm like I heard this on the radio I think this is correct and then they and then they they walked me over to an area where there were seven inches. I was like okay yeah I will buy a blonde redhead seven inch thank you and then went home and it was like <laughs> thank this is I, thank I did this yeah. I did it correctly. I did i, did, I correctly translated what I heard on the radio. Like, that sounded cool and interesting in my kind of yeah, little, little bleak, unknown sort of, you know, corner of, of my world.
1: Do you remember that band, Hovercraft? Yeah. Uh I found out about them through KXLU, because it was just on. I was like, what is this? Wow. This is crazy. I love it. Yeah. And you were- And, like, I was like, and I went to, to, to uh, Amoeba, and, like, they had, like, two Hovercraft CDs in the used bin, and it was like yeah, two bucks. Done. I'm like, hell yeah, so let's go!
0: go. <laughs> I know. It's, I, yeah. I I I love you know pining for for the bygone era of these physical media things. But somebody would would oh, I was listening to um, uh, uh, uh oh my god, um, I'm spacing on the uh the director post mortem with Mick Garris. He has a great kind of horror movie uh, oh. talk uh, uh, podcast. But he had a great sort of thing of like one. of talking about uh. That streaming is basically you know gone are the drive-ins, gone are the you know the the video stores where you'd sort of yeah. like discover these things. But in essence, it's all moved onto streaming, and which just could be the same could be said for music, and the and the way that you have yeah. to hear about it, it's also now online. You know that there's little blogs or there's like a little corner of the world or even things like this where you know people can champion the things in the in the dark resources, the corners, the B and Z grade things. But it just doesn't feel the same because you used to physically go somewhere and look in the corner. The stakes aren't right there. It doesn't yeah. feel quite. Like, or the, 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 to me, from my, from my eighties, you know, birth. Vantage point, it doesn't feel the same, but in essence, the mechanics yeah. are the same. You know what I mean? Scouring right. the, the edges of the internet and championing those on your edge of the internet is, in essence, the same idea of, of creating a zine about a weird record you found in the dollar bin and yeah. going to photo, photocopy a thing and make a thing and give it to your five friends. Because again, and it has the same impact. Nobody gives a shit, but you had fun making it and doing it. And I guess it's the same idea of discovering something online and then coming and making a radio show about it and putting it up on your socials. There your same five ner- mm-hmm. nerdy friends go go well that's it
1: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, but they but there was something tactile about it there right, was something right. with the, the physical yeah. manifestation of it this comes up a lot on protonic actually yeah uh and i i often will talk about um and whoever i have on will talk about like thank yous and records like when like you know you'd open up like the nirvana record and like they're they're th- they're thanking uh you know mud honey and like sonic youth yeah. and, and melvin's and, and 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 like i'd be like oh okay let's let's yeah. Let's find these bands, you know? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, like, and then you go deeper. I mean, that's how I found Unwound, right? Which has changed my world. Like, a big. I mean, I already was, like, pretty music obsessive, but that's when I was like, no, I want to do this. This is the thing I want to do. And that's a whole story in and of itself. But, like, it was literally just, what? this is a cool sounding band name. Let's, well, let's go to the record store. All right, it looks like that. All right, well, let's try it out. It looks interesting. Yeah. You know, and, like, that was before there was even, like, listening stations and stuff. So just the idea of, like... Sometimes you just get a record based on that looks. That looks like that's not going to be boring. <laughs> the cover, <laughs> you know? a blind like, right, buy.
0: Here's here's twelve fifty or whatever check it is. That out. Yeah, they
1: need to do. Yeah, cherubs or something. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, that's an audacious cover. Ooh. Okay, let's you know, <laughs> let's let's roll. And I think that there's. Well, I love the the immediacy of anyone anywhere being able to find anything instantly. It's kind of like I don't like the aspect of people just all right, cool. Well, I processed the entire discography of that band. What's next? And then it's like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And like, there's, there's not as much of a... Uh... So the the trade-off is that you get more, but there's not necessarily the stakes building that happens of like when you... You know, look, look, dude, I made minimum wage at the record store. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I wasn't exactly high rolling. And by the way, I wouldn't shop at my record store. I would go down to Amoeba to, to go shop. <laughs> of course. My record store sucked. Yeah. For, for that time, <laughs> uh, yeah for that I mean like whatever yeah. and like you know it's, it's, it is what it is but like if you would be but you would feel like betrayed if you would like buy something and it be like bad you'd be Ooh. like ah wow it would be like it would be a hit you know what i yeah. mean and oh, then <laughs> yeah. but then if you bought something that was great like i mean i i still remember like i heard the name the birthday party for years before i got a before i got one of the records and i was like okay This this has to be awesome. And I like and then um, first and the first one I got was actually the last record, the um, the bad seed, mutiny bad seed. And then like when Nick Cave goes, Hands up, who wants to die? I'm like, I'm in (laughs) (laughs) I'm in right there. That's (laughs) That's, this is the product for me. And then like I was like I was like, Hell yeah, and then it became one of my favorite bands. Right. And But I love But but I I was rolling the bones. I was like, I don't know what this what is this band? People with the birthday party. That's a dumb name. Yeah, yeah. they're states. You know, like Arch of Loaf. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. There were stakes yeah, yeah, like I, I, I didn't listen didn't listen to Arch of Loaf for years. So I'm like, what a dumb name. Yeah. And then this uh, super cute girl I worked with was was like, you would like Arch of Loaf. I'm like, ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, what are these guitars doing? It's crazy. That's so funny. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, anyway. I'm trying to think of the – I, I want to get – This is – by the yeah. way, if you listen to my Mario Rubicobble episode, mm-hmm. uh, Mario and I basically – the first half is, like, us talking about his bands, and then we just start talking about this for, like, maybe an hour. Oh, I And know, I'm not yeah. sure if, any, if if anyone likes it, but, like, <laughs> he, that dude is, like – not only an amazing drummer, but he's like you know, that kind of music is story. I don't know if you know that. Dude, oh, I do, I like, do, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We, uh, it's funny. what a cool guy yeah. just to BS
1: with, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. if you're into that kind of thing. Like he's he's just like an encyclopedia of knowledge and uh, just can talk records like all day long and twice on Tuesday. Yeah,
0: no, oh, he's he's amazing. Uh, I was, I wanted to ask about the, the pretty good unwound, on them drums. The too. story. <laughs> oh, incredible! Yeah, I wanted to ask about the unwound story, but also, sure. but but yeah. but also. Um, Kicked off an idea of what was the 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 question of being or even like this could be a, an ongoing question of what was the first record that you were disappointed by, like that that, that I think that is such a as as much as the first record oh, that you love cool. a first um, record that like actually hits you but that record like you said where you bought it and you're like oh, this is bullshit that that also I think in terms of refining your sense of. Taste, if you know, to put it kind of bluntly, but but you know what I mean. I think that's almost as important as the one that turned you on. Is the one that you're like oh yeah, not this. The one that turns you off. You know what I mean? You, know, like, you have to know sure, what, no, so no, much no, about this, yeah. especially in the indie world or punk rock world. It's it's so much of you define yourself by what you're not. There's a lot of um, def, addition by subtraction. You know, it's like, I'm not into this. Or, you know, and a lot of times as a, okay. as a, as an adolescent, we make these big judgments and later in our 20s and 30s, we'll go, actually, that band's kind of awesome. But at the first, I was like, this is not my record. Sure. Yeah, what was that for you? I, I,
1: I, have, I have a great one for that because, again, and this is when I worked at the record store yeah. that... Um, you know, people were like, oh, Conan, you like that Angular stuff, you know, like Wire and, and uh, Birthday Party. You should check out Gang of Four. I'm like, oh, that's a cool name. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, and everybody was like, yeah, hey, Gang of Four, Gang of Four. I'm like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. And <laughs> I got a copy of Hard <laughs> for yeah. $1 in the $1 bin. I'm like, Why? wow, this band is so venerated. This Why should, is this in yeah. the $1 bin? That should be a red flag right there. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good yeah, band, I, I know. dollar I bin. Yep. I should have seen no. the see seen the red flags, <laughs> but uh, the yeah. To talk about a misnomer for an album title, by the way, that is the least hard record I've ever heard. Uh, and I was like, did I get the right band? Is this the, <laughs> is this is this is this the band that everyone's talking about? It feels feels like it isn't, and I was so bummed out by it that like I didn't listened to Gang of Four for years, and then I just saw, like, it was, like, probably an article or something, like, one of the best records of all time, entertainment. I'm like, okay, I'll give this another try. And I'm like, oh... This is this is what everyone was yeah. talking about. Okay, and then it became one of my favorite records. But I, I, there was a solid two years that, like, my only knowledge of Gang of Four was hard.
0: <laughs> we start at the wrong end of the discography. You know, that's always a tough one. I, I like, didn't yeah, know. No, no, we, nobody knows. You're just you're just grabbing uh, records and, li- and
1: like nope. yeah. And I guess I could have asked someone, but you know, as the I, I I didn't. And it's just it's kind of. By the way, doubly funny that my friend Dave Pajo is is playing in Gang of Four now. Insane, and he's killing it. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that, that still blows my mind. Of all it's worlds like,
0: oh, that you wouldn't think would cross, I feel like we do live in the time now of, like, your record collection just kind of, like, blends together. Like, wait, that, yeah. this record sat next to that record for years, and now here they are playing on the same records. Now they've, there are no boundaries anymore.
1: Yeah, like yeah. I've seen him play like some of my favorite songs of, of all time on stage, uh, and like I'm like, oh, I have traded guitar licks with that guy. That's freaking <laughs> nuts, dude. Uh, I mean, like, whatever. I'm not that like Slint is like any like you know, uh, uh, you know thing to sneeze at or anything. I'm, I'm just oh, saying yeah. that like it's 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 just like that. All that stuff I feel like is like from a different cl- like a different time from us making music. Right. Right. Yeah. And so like, therefore, sort of like, wow, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. Like. You even like like my my friend Raj from uh, B Hamilton is now the drummer for the Black Crows, and I wouldn't say I'm a Black Crows fan, but no. it's like I remember seeing them on MTV and yeah. being like, oh yeah, these guys, they like the Rolling Stones. That's yeah, so good, funny, good for them.
0: Yeah, there's a Mario crossover also, the Earthless dude in Black Crows. Earthless, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. True. Funny, okay, yeah, yeah. oh, but I want so, but I also wanted to know so that you said Unwound was sort of the, the the there was an explosion there of like I can do this. Yeah, I, love the, I would love, yeah, to hear that. yeah, what yeah.
1: What was that so um, I was already playing guitar at least, and um, you know, trying to kind of get something together. I, I, and I made this um, I, I, I had this four track recording that at the time I was calling "Heavenly Creatures," like after the uh, movie. Sure, Peter Jackson. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it basically it, it sounded like you know whatever my version of like Big Black birthday party it had to be a big black because there's a drum machine so that's the automatic that shorthand is the Got night never even play drums um new zealand and then yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean yeah. like whatever there's worse yeah. things to rip off yeah uh, uh you know i could i could I, I <laughs> name them if you want <laughs> no. but but i was uh really i was interested in making music and like there were sounds i wanted to hear that i was not hearing and i was sort of like getting my guitar playing up to the level of wanting to do that. Uh, whereas I was coming at it from very much of like when I lived in Modesto, you know, it sounded kind of like the Ramones or like Bad Nirvana, but I was listening to like Bottle Surfers and Sonic Youth and expanding the palette and, yeah. you know, I, like whatever. I, and the, 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 that's I never did anything yeah. with it, with any of that. Like it just was. It was like it was very clear to me. Like, this isn't where it needs to be yet. But I'm enjoying doing this. I love
0: the band name Bad Nirvana, though. I feel like that somebody, bad somebody should take that. Like, hey, we're Bad Nirvana. Like we sound like Nirvana, but you know, just not quite there all the way (laughs) It was not quite okay
1: listening to people played any guitar center in the 90s yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh i I, but then uh you know i got the that it was actually a tape it was a um i think repetition i think is was the new Mm -hmm. new one that was out at the time and i was like oh wow like this is like i need to be in this world and doing this and it it just blew me away and um and that was also the first example because they were still around at the time too uh, for the in the first go round of, of a band that you know it was approachable. Like I wrote a letter to the, it was like them and Steel Pole Bathtub that were like yeah. my like you know sort of big brother band, but really just Vern. Yeah. Oh, okay, I mean like it, it, I mean I I talked to Justin a little bit back in the day, but not not so much. And then you know like just it was, it was blew my mind that like okay this music that's like the most important music in the world to me there's people that you can talk to, you know, and and like how crazy, but it's so intense and it's so good. And these songs are so interesting and they're, they're doing things that I just haven't heard anyone do before. It was so inspiring. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need to do this and I need to do this with other people that want to do this as badly as I do. Wow. And that's kind of what, that's what led to, to replicator uh, becoming a thing. And then I maintained a friendship with Vern for years and, um, you know, and Larry, he had his ups and downs. He actually recorded, he um, recorded and produced the third Replicator record. That's amazing. And that's a whole story in and in, of itself. In Olympia. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, no, no, uh, no, he came down to Oakland okay. to do it. He stayed in he my one room, it wasn't even one room, it was a studio apartment in Oakland. <laughs> wow. And we just freaking, you know, had, ate burritos and, <laughs> and recorded this record. And, yeah. uh, that's you know, incredible. it was great, great experience. Um, you know, and, it's a shame that people only remember the alcoholism because he was a lot more than just that. Uh, but he wasn't alcoholic. Don't get me wrong, but he also went into he went into recovery. People don't, usually don't know that, and that's that's what led to the household gods record. Um, I'm glad unwound is is back out and doing it, and Jared is the only person that could. That could be playing bass in that, if that makes sense. Even yeah. though, like, th- those dudes are not exactly the same type of player. It's the only way that that could work. And I'm glad. I'm glad that they're doing it because, like, I got to see a whole different, like, whole generation of people that never got to see them. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's like, the- and and that's like, that's beautiful.
0: That's yeah. There's a lot to be said for these kind of these reunion things. You know what I mean? Where I think it's fun to snipe yeah. them online, and or, you know, you, you you could people kick rocks and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but at the same time, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're a fan and you never got to see the band, and you know, my Blade of Valentine that reunion, you know, in the in the late yeah. aughts insane yeah it was a dream come true that was the one of the first things that really blew my mind pixies you know what i mean these kinds of things like Mm -hmm. like these are bands that by the time i got into them had already broken up and i only knew them from from you know wearing the cassettes out drive like jehu like
1: i got i got into them i actually got into them in the 90s but it was like a year after they had broken up and i was like (laughs) well god pounded this is like one of my favorite bands of all time like whatever john reese stuff john reese was doing on guitar in that band i'm like I don't know what he's doing there, but let me try to rip that off. And I would do a horrible job of it and just come up with my own stuff, wow. basically. Yeah. But like the place to start. But when I got, I got to see them. Like we drove down to San Diego for that show with the organ, uh, in the, in that uh, public square, and there was like thousands of people there, and I was like, "What is Whoa. happening? What is this gonna be?" It was so exciting. That's incredible. Uh, but it, and then like you know. you know, and then I got Froberg doing art for me, which is like, oh my god, like <laughs> you know, which I had to hassle him for like years to do, but like whatever, like it's, it's it was worth it. Again, we talk about that cross-pollination of like things that you think of as being these huge things in your mind. Then you're like, oh yeah, that's just so and so, like whatever. Right. Want me, want me? to get you on the guest list? I'll text on you. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't ask me to that. Low key. Yeah. 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 Keep keep it chill. That's
0: amazing. Okay. So 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 that's a bit that's a bit of the music <laughs> journey, and then and then podcasting. You know, I think you know, did, was there? Did you run labels? Did you book shows? Were you a promoter? Were you doing a million other things? Sure. Sure. I mean, so you know, obviously, but, but then yeah, podcasting yeah. So the next I, thing to hit.
1: yeah. So. Um, I never stopped touring and never stopped making records. I started up a thing after, after Replicator called Seismic Wave Entertainment that uh, put out um, put out Mount Vicious. Uh, some of the Victory & Associates stuff was on Latest Flames. Some was Seismic Wave. Some was a dual release. And honestly, when I started up Kona Neutra and the Secret Friends, I didn't put out everything because I needed to. I just had this... Insane idea in my mind of how I wanted to do things, and I didn't want to wait for anyone to like give their opinion about it or like have like no, it needs to be like this. You know, we can wait a year and a half, or like, nope, we're not waiting. We're just doing it now. And uh, so that was just me doing everything, right? Like like top to bottom, everything, uh, including packing things up, sending them out. You know, um, and I got through first two records and I think three quarters through the there was a 12 single collection that were like ostensibly meant to be monthly and it was somewhere around the two-thirds mark of the singles that like the cracks were really beginning to show like I'd be like I would we would get orders while we were out on the road and I would be stressing about it I'd be like oh, god damn it like these people are not gonna get their records for like another like you know four weeks or something like that's that's yeah. horrible yeah. and it just was very clear. Like I, as was like, okay, I need, I need some help here, and that's when I um, was talking to Ryan here, uh, who's also my partner of, in uh, Catterwall, but like about learning curve, and that's where he kind of came in and started. He started doing the secret friends stuff, and a lot of that was logistics, because I, you know, I still do some of the fulfillment and stuff, but for me, it was, there was just such urgency in getting this music into the world the The idea of having to wait for it, and like in this climate, was like just not acceptable to me, and I feel differently now. <laughs> now, now I accept help, but also like I put out. Uh, I it, it's not a, a done thing. Like I, there's this band Resurrectionist Joe Cannon, who he played in, um, uh, Check Engine with the Sweep Lake Johnny guys, and uh, this great band Work, which hmm. is one of the best band names of all time, <laughs> if you ask me. And they were the best band in Milwaukee. I put out the the Resurrectionist record this year, and Um, you know, it's great. I mean, they're, they're, they're such an awesome band and it was like the situation that a lot of bands ran where they're like, they don't do just one thing. Like they aren't like, oh, that's a post-punk band or that's a psych band or whatever. It's like, no, they, they kind of like, it's kind of like a Nick Cavey kind of thing to what they do, but almost like like Elvis Costello, like first album Elvis Costello. Like, like they're, they're so, the songs are so good and so uniquely Joe that I was like, screw it. I'll put it out. Which was been a huge investment of time and resources, because I don't do that as much now. But it's very worthwhile because I know that, like, okay, now that that's in the world, maybe someone that actually does this more regularly can pull it off uh, and and join up with them. But it's not a foregone conclusion. But most of the time, seismic wave entertainment was just an outgrowth of whatever I do with my bands.
0: Makes sense. Uh,
1: yeah. Not always. Like I put out a few records that are not uh, that are not. Involved with me. Uh, but that sort of. But then also, I also look at the perspective of booking too. Like, I, I book our own tours and stuff like that. Although sometimes I wonder why. <laughs> uh, but it isn't because people haven't asked to be. To do it for us. It's just that the level of what we can do versus like the amount of time that we, that we can allocate for it versus. The equity that someone's gonna have that's outside the the the, the world of the band and doing it hasn't made sense for us. Uh you know, like whatever. If, if like, you know, billions or someone like calls up and like, hey, wanna we, we wanna book you even though you're only out like, you know, whatever, 25 days of the year. Okay, great. <laughs> but that's not happening. Yeah. You know? And 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 it's this <laughs> And every man I talk to, which is like, because I come from. Do you remember? Do you remember Book Your Own Fucking Life? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. That's the world I come from. Yeah. Yeah, like literally, not even a z, a book of like here's like phone numbers, phone numbers of people from around like the country that will throw you a show if you contact them, and you send them like a tape or a CD or something in the mail. And then you follow up with them on the phone later to, uh, whatever. And then, like, you know, an email came in. Obviously, that became easier. Social media. It's yeah. all so easy now. But, uh, but since I came up from that world, I have been able to, like, help, like, bands I love, like, friends' bands with, like, uh, tour, con- like, Juna, for instance, on a few Juna. Oh. Like, I helped out Donna with her, her tour. They're, oh, they're yeah. amazing. They're so good. Um... Yeah, but I'm able to do that because of that, and so and the reason why I'm mentioning that is because like I'm a realist, like a pragmatist about uh, about that. That like if if if, if Conan and the Secret Friends started touring to the point that like it made sense for a booking agent to do that, and if I knew the booking agent has had a, as much of a stake in the success of it as I did, which is like my dog, I'm gonna be 46 in December. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't I, uh, like it's it's the the stutter steps hit harder than when you're like 23 oh yeah and so like so i try to make sure that there's as few of those as possible and that's why like i, I and i was on um tomorrow we die which is uh, john wazniewski from uh, akimbo and uh, sandwriters podcast and um uh, and um uh, uh it's talking about tour stories and stuff I all my tour stories are from the, the best bad tour stories are from a long time ago <laughs> because great. now it's like no it's pretty boring that's great yeah, yeah it's yeah. like <laughs> we we have a pretty good time you know we we uh, play the show we go to the hotel room <laughs> you know it's like that's about it there's <laughs> yep. no there's no crazy there's food in the near morning near murder stories yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's like and gas stations I'm fine with that yep I want to keep the danger on stage, <laughs> not in not in the uh, not on the highway and not in the, mm. the lodging situation. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, so years and years and years of of, of self booking everything, and uh, putting out these records, just being in the world, led to me. Ah, well, it was nine years ago, I guess, where I was just like, you know, I hear these podcasts and. I'm not hearing the kind of show I would like to hear. and it, it was literally just just like how we're talking right now, right Just like this very real frank discussions yep. that don't overly mythologize like the the work of, of, of being a musician because it is work. people don't like don't oh, like God, to, yeah. to think that it's work for some reason. And I blame things like look at our culture almost famous, right Everybody thinks of almost <laughs> famous I think touring bands. It's like I assure you that that's not the case. <laughs> You know Dan, Dan from the Bismarck, and why are we doing this? As like people think of almost famous, and it's more like The Road, which I thought was like a great you know, the, like, wait, Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, right?
0: that, that. <laughs> yeah, the wait, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, the Viggo Mortensen
0: movie with the kid and everything. But yeah, the book as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, the
1: incre- the, yeah, the incredible, the the real good time movie with Vigo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like obviously that's played for comedic effect, right? But like, but it's it's a great. <laughs> No, it's a yeah. good example. It's not too it's far a good off. Yeah, of yeah. How.
0: You're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, I mean, your wife has died. Your girlfriend's wants- died. You're on your own. You're <laughs> kind of wandering around, hoping not to get eaten by cannibals. That nice old couple is going <laughs> to take you in the basement, and dis- dismember you. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. is
1: horrific and horrible. It sounds about right. Uh, but
0: that sounds like <laughs> sounds like touring
1: England, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the worst teeth. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, the- but the sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Apologies sorry. to all sorry. English yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah. But but I think that. There just aren't there aren't those representations in culture and media, especially larger culture and media. Oh uh, yeah, it's just everyone's just when they talk about uh, what's the uh, um, there's no working class in America, just temporarily embarrassed millionaires, right? Wow. In yeah. that in that same way, uh, there's no working class for bands, just temporarily embarrassed superstars.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's 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 so interesting. I've 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 never I've never. L- seen any representation in media right because even the punk stuff just feels overly like exploited or something or in some kind of like yeah. trumped up sort of way and, and you think even all you know or like the 70s stuff like ramones were on a major label you know the clash were on a major yeah. label there was they were, right, you know sex exactly. you know it's like all these people were on they were on the same label as um you know donnie and marie or you know and you're just like okay if you're
1: touring in a bus and you have like tour support and stuff like yeah. that like well, good on you Sure, I would do yeah. that in a heartbeat, by the way. Yeah. But, like, but, but it's not there's there's a whole, as you well know, a whole subculture of bands that they're doing it for the love of it, and sometimes yeah. to their own detriment of the detriment of their own lives and you know, uh, finances, credit scores, right, you know, like, right,
0: right. But even something like SLC Punk or something too, like that just doesn't feel real either because it's like you just it feels like everyone's pretending. I think if you've ever been to a basement yeah. show where there's you know what I mean, where it's really fun and really depressing. That's there's yeah. there's something, yeah, you have to drill deeper into the the sort of the, the psychology of what makes these people do this, you know, kind of live this nomadic sort of lifestyle. And then also the fans as well. I think it's all it's wrong on all yeah. levels. You know what I mean? Like Riff Randall, absolutely, and that's why Yeah, there's there's a lot of Riff Randall's out there, you know, but it doesn't right. But there's not a lot of Ramones out there or something,
1: but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And I say that as a huge fan of rock and roll high sure, school. Me I completely too. agree with yeah. that. But uh, yeah, so this this documentary, uh, it's called "Why Am I Doing This?" and full disclosure, I'm in it. Okay, but yeah. that's not why I'm advocating for it. Yeah. Uh, like it's the, it's one of the only things I think that's like yeah, that's actually that's that kind of tells it straight, huh. and it gives the reasons like why you would do this even, even though it <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever to a certain degree, <laughs> and you know some of us get to like build a sustainable career out of it. Yeah. You know, and when people, people are like, you know, want advice, and every once in a while people come to me for advice on that, and I'm like, look, only way I can give you advice for, for my path is B cone and neutron. That, that's <laughs> like, that's literally it. Like, I mean, I don't know why. I, it's just, it's, I, you know, I've never stopped.
0: Yeah, low you know, low overhead. It's always my enough, advice. Don't yeah, keep don't spend the keep, money. Whatever, it, if you want exactly. to, if you want to make a living being creative, learn to live like out of a backpack, eating a can of beans. Yeah, if you can be happy on the minimal amount of money output as possible, spending yes. next to zero dollars a day, then you can live as a creative. That's the only way. But you have to be, you have to not only like be tolerant, but you have to enjoy that style of like. I spent no money today. You make it an I adventure. I didn't do anything. Yeah, if yeah. I, if everything was yeah. free today. If that's your, if that's your, yeah. your jam, and you like that kind of world, then yes, then you could do it.
1: Yeah, if you're, if you're like, oh, I want to have a decadent meal at every uh, tour stop or whatever. I'm like, well, then you're congratulations. You know, if yeah. that's more important to you, but that's <laughs> not. You're not going to be able to keep it sustainable. Yeah,
0: more than one, and, more then, than one pair of pants. Do you need to wear more than one pair of pants in a week? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> then you will not be able to tour. <laughs> Can you wear one pair of pants for a month? Good. Then you're ready to go. Yeah. Have you ever I, flipped your I, underwear I, inside they're... out? Good. <laughs> you can do it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. One is especially like, yeah, I mean, there, there's so many. And that's what I, you know, it, like when people come to me for advice, which I'm always happy to give out. I'm like, that's my, I'm like, keep it sustainable. And whatever, whatever that means for you. Like don't spend money on things that don't matter. And, you know, like when we tour now, the merch table, it's like a traveling Etsy store, man. There's like 70 <laughs> different things. There's like flashing lights and stuff. There's like four different t-shirt designs. Yep. I used to mock bands, usually pop punk bands, in uh, <laughs> the 2000s yeah. that had a merch table like that. And we're sitting there with our one t-shirt, you know, uh-huh. and, and like a couple CDs, like, you know, that we deigned to put out on the merch table. <laughs> uh, but it's like, I, people can laugh all they want, man. It's what keeps the freaking van moving. Yeah. Like, that's it's the gas it's, money. It's... And and it's like how can you do this? Well, it's like I'm constantly putting new merch items out, and it's sort of like whatever people want. Are a tracks in? Great, let's do an a track. Yeah. They're not
0: thankfully. But, <laughs> so, uh, so the podcast. But, oh, so you were you felt like you there was yeah, no yeah, yeah, so, of it. Yeah. So then, so how do you do it? So let's that see, yeah, that's the world I'm coming from, yeah, yeah. right?
1: And, and I'm like, well, it's a shame that there isn't any because because I need to be explicitly clear, and I'm not trying to like cast shade at other podcasters that operate in the same motif. There wasn't really anything doing that. Mm-hmm. At the time, and I was like, "Well, it would be cool to like not just hear from like superstars that like you know we all love, uh, but also like hear from people that like maybe are that should have been big, but like weren't, or maybe like never were gonna be big, but are worthwhile nonetheless. So, people that aren't household names and stuff like that. And so that's that's literally what the show began as. And I and my conceit is another thing that I do that no one else does that I'm aware of, or very few anyway, is I do it live. Mm. Yeah, because I had another show with my ex bandmates at the, before that that did about twenty five episodes. That was, <laughs> that was uh, more recorded, like a traditional podcast recorded. You know, some light editing and this and that, et cetera, et cetera. And it basically that started off just we would do these college radio interviews, and they would be very boring, and we would get bored, and so we just kind of take it over and do whatever we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which honestly, very cheeky and, and uh, probably rude of us, but it was very entertaining <laughs> yeah. too. Um, and and, and I, I just like the idea of doing it in the box, which, which is to say that it's not so important of the people listening to it live, but the fact that it's done live. And so I started in the morning originally, horrible mistake. That, <laughs> that lasted for about a year. And I was like, nope, I'm not, I, I'm not a morning person at all. Uh, like we're we're doing this. It's um, uh, you know, we started this at like noon my time, okay. and I'm like, yeah, that's about it. That's that's about that's the, the crack. earliest I think that's I the could crack do something of, like the this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. my natural gravitation is like, you know, I start to get sleepy at like one. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> in the morning, it, it, not one PM.
0: I'm, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a wild card out there. You, you have no small children in your house. Correct. Okay, that's yeah. that's how the, uh, the luxury get, of, of you, one of one a.m. bedtimes is, is something know, afforded know, to right. the the childless of this world. I love that. Yeah, yes. yeah you don't,
1: you you don't get the option when the, when there's when there's kids yeah. around. Uh, but I, so I shifted to the it was Thursdays at eight, seven, six, five, so five p.m. Pacific, sure. but eight yeah. Eastern, um, and I just do it live and. Did it for years, uh, had a co-host at first, and I started off being more like kind of like, not just straight interview, but I would like play like some more music and it was like a, sort of like, you know, uh, talk about like whatever issues were happening, like especially in music or whatever. Um, and then it just gradually gravitated towards like, okay, oh, it's very clear that the, you know, the interview parts of this are something special. This is something that like you don't just are not hearing anywhere else. And... That just gradually became, and then um, my co-host left, and it just became me talking to whoever. And <laughs> it's, I was doing it, and consistently doing it, for a very long time, and there was something about the fact that during the pandemic, um, so when the pandemic hit, we were actually out on tour when the when pand- pandemic hit. Well, oh. we got through a couple dates of it, at least, and... And everything got canceled, right? And so, and at the same time, I also had a uh, a day job that I was taking time off of. That like everyone, everyone got furloughed immediately, and people because it was a government thing. And anyway, it wasn't an employee just wow. line item the, goodbye. Wow. So no touring, no day job, no source of revenue mm-hmm. other than unemployment, which by the way does not. <laughs> The Mitch McConnell's of the world think that that's a that that's like you know some great boon for everybody like no like I was like selling amp heads I was selling like anything you know anything that wasn't wasn't bolted down pretty much and uh and I was left with all this time to just stare at the wall, you know yeah stare at each other, wait till we die as the big black song says <laughs> and and I was I was not in a great headspace. so I was like, well, what can I do? I was like, well, I can do a protonic. And then everybody had, everyone was in the same boat, right? Everyone yeah. was in the same boat of just like, like well, well, I'm just sitting around, nothing to do. So I started doing episodes like one a day. Wow. <laughs> like, which That's is cool. crazy. Yeah. And it gave you something uh, to do, at, something
0: to wake up for, something to get up Something,
1: yeah. it was literally, you hit the nail on that, something to wake up for, yeah. <laughs> something, some, something, something to focus my day around. And there was something about me being, um, Know what five, six years, whatever it was, uh, into doing it and and having the skills. And again, being the show being what it was, and the combination of that and everyone's availability. And then people just being around music fans, people that like, you know, maybe they're maybe they play in bands, maybe they don't, but they're just around and like bored out of their minds, you know, trying to like uh, figure out what to do with their time. Engaging with it, it grew like I kid you not, it was like a thousandfold. It's amazing. Which is, not, I mean, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's like, yeah, overnight success, like six years in the <laughs> making, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Preparation met opportunity, you know. It yeah, was it. well, exactly. Yeah. Just
1: so that, and that comes back to, and you may, people may be wondering why I'm telling these uh, you know, big winding stories about, like, booking and touring and stuff like that. It's just about sticking around. Yeah. It's about sticking around and doing the work. And, 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 it's not, and, and you can't, luck is a big thing, too. Right, and, and I'm I, I'm a lot of things. Lucky ain't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but in this in this case, like it just it just so happened that everything kind of hit at the same at the same point, and the show grew to be like literally a part of people's routine. Yeah, where it was like, oh, I listen I listen every day. You know, this is like like some like a. a like a life preserver in the ocean for me. I'm like, great, me too. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, and yeah, I started listening to a lot more podcasts because of the pandemic. I, I treated the idea. Yeah. You know, my wife would work in her office. I we had a studio downtown in, in downtown LA, and I would drop the kids off in the morning. I'd go to my mm-hmm. studio. She would go to her work, and then all of that obviously changed for everybody. And we're here, we're all you know, four men in a boat, and. uh, and I and I yeah. and I just treated it like tour. I'm like, oh, okay, I can live in close quarters. I know how to get along right. with people. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I stick to myself, and I kind of explained to my wife, I was like, I don't, I'm not going to be rude. You know what I mean? But like, here's yeah. i here's a skill set I've learned of how to exist coexist with four to ten people in in very tight quarters. But we got on the space station. You, we got to give each yeah. other, sp- but you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you got to give each other space. You got to give each other time. Like I'm gonna, right. I'm going to need a, yes. a, a timeout. I'm going to put my hand up. I'm going to need five minutes. I'm going to just kind of go relax, decompress. Like we don't have to we don't have yeah. to get on each other's nerves we can and it will, probably will happen despite whatever we do but we could do this especially with you know we had, at that point we had a, a not quite one-year-old and a, a seven-year-old so we had real little kids but anyway but yeah. the part of that was part of my routine was just i got little ear earbuds and just i would listen to podcasts that's just going about the day yeah. like i'd be you know like the baby would fall asleep i'd be give the baby a bottle you fall asleep and i just have a podcast on i'm like This is great. I can sit here and I'll let them just take a nap on my arms. I got nowhere else to go or nothing else to do, but I can listen to all these you know wacky friends yabbering it up in my ear and it was great and that's the i think that's where i made a big part right, of my, right. my, my
1: my friends who live in my phone exactly yeah all my friends yeah now, yeah i
0: can check in <laughs> well, with them but it became a routine like there's ones i like to listen to when i take a shower there's ones i like to listen to i bought a little waterproof uh, yep. speaker and i like i you know I, there's you're doing
1: that, the dishes you listen to this yep, podcast exactly
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh and it just became part of the thing yeah i'm gonna go take the trash out throw my headphones in just you know listen to 10 10 or whatever five minutes 10 minutes of whatever i can catch you know i just doing chores around the house or just going out for a walk or something. Yep. And so, yeah, it became a huge part of, I think, just a cultural change of, like, integrating media like that. You can press pause and play at, at your demand versus like a, a radio show. We're like, oh, I only I only got a few minutes of it, you know, or I had to stay long yeah. in my car to hear the rest of this interview. You know,
1: those those old days of that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's like, right there waiting demand. for you. Yeah. It's right. And and that's, and that's, so, that's so I was the benefit of the beneficiary, the, the show was anyway, of, of people being in that sort of situation and, and big time and people will, were going back in the catalog and being like, oh, man, you know, this episode with Ray Washam, like it was so great. I'm like, great. That was like a lifetime ago. I don't remember what I said, you know, <laughs> and people and people would reference things that like we said in the episode, I'm like, haha ha, cool what are you talking about? What, what, you really, it's what it's all say? recorded. Yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't have, <laughs> yeah, to, and I'd have to, to go back. So I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, but like, I, I was definitely the beneficiary of that. And and you said something so smart of a, that, like um, finding time and, and taking space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's such, a, that's like something that I think it's easier when, well, I know it's easier when you come up from touring uh, for, for that same reason. I got back into doing, into watching movies. Oh, yeah. A, uh, during the pandemic as well. And so, Lindsay d- doesn't like going to the movie theater. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I and, and then I also just got really busy with touring and stuff. So, there's a whole, like, probably 15-year era of movies that I basically <laughs> missed. What, so what year like, well, is I go- that? Well,
0: that's 2000, 2015, somewhere in there?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and like I was, I was like, I know that there's some good stuff here I should probably watch. And like now it's all on the internet yeah. because like they suddenly started putting stuff up on streaming. And so I got back into that. Like I made a Letterboxd account oh, and funny. like to track like what stuff I wanted. And then like I got back into watching it. And then, then it so happened that other people that were doing podcasts um, would have me on as guests sometimes to like talk about movies. Like, hey, okay. do you want to be on and talk about Total Recall? Yes. Yes, I do want to talk yep. about Total Recall. That sounds great. Yeah. And, by nature of me just being good on air and like <laughs> and, and be knowledgeable on the topic, like I was I was good, right? Like, which is to say that, honestly, when I was in the the half semester of junior college I took, the only thing I wanted to do was cinematography. Oh, that's, that's great. it. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't pursue it. You know, we had a public access TV show, which is a whole separate uh, kettle <laughs> of fish, Uh but like I didn't pursue it at all. But I have a deep interest in film, and like it, I, it. I cannot overestimate how important my local video stores were, too. About being like, oh, you know, you should check out The Hitcher by Ida Lupino. It's great. i like, okay, I will. You know, in the same way that I was that way for... Um, the, again, the fourth coolest record store out of four in Berkeley, <laughs> uh, to, to anyone that would dare ask, like, I, I, I had people that would do that for me for movies and so I had this deep cinematic knowledge that I rapidly was like filling back up just like the almost two decades where I just wasn't paying any attention at all. That's fun. <laughs> and, yeah. and then I ended up uh, being like a featured guest on, on Movie Night Extravaganza and then they were like, you want to just be on this regularly? And I'm like, Sure. Yeah. What else <laughs> am I up to? Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. And it's a lot of fun because it's it's it's, protonic. I'm very comfortable with what protonic is, but it's a very solitary affair. You know, I handle every aspect of the production. Uh, I, uh, you know, it's it's generally, not always generally two people talking, just like we're talking right now. Yeah. But like, the. Being on a panel is like, oh, you're working collaboratively. You have to listen to each other. You have to, like, but it's also, like, I don't have to worry so much about driving the show or certain elements of it where it's, like, it's not like I'm just, like, sitting back in the cut and just having a laugh, necessarily. But, like, it's a different, it scratches a different itch that way. And it's also just, I think, (laughs) I've noticed personally that musicians either, like, get really into stand-up comedy or really get into movies. It makes sense. It's the, the other. Yeah, it's the thing they wish
0: they could be doing. Like actors want right, to be musicians. Exactly. Musicians want to be actors. Yeah. Or and comedians yeah, too. Yeah.
1: Where, where it's yeah. just, it's just hilarious that like nobody wants to do the thing that they're doing. But yeah. but if you're if you're a lifer <laughs> at what you're doing, which I am for sure. I mean, at this point, it's like there's no. Can there be any doubt? Like you know. Yeah. You talk about the efficacy of and the um, success levels all you want. I'm definitely a lifer at what I'm doing. <laughs> Dude. Do uh, oh,
0: sorry. I was gonna jump. But do you know Jesse Michaels? From Op Ivy. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Dude. He had, he had a great stand-up set. I saw his stand-up set.
1: I believe it because he's hilarious. I Actually, yeah. uh, so all right. So since you yeah. since you invoke Jesse Michaels, yeah. my ex and his ex-girlfriend worked at the same, uh, at Expression Center for New Media oh, cool. in Emeryville. They, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with no, that. No. It's like a recording school. Uh, anyway, it's a recording school. They were on staff, though. So the staff was like the least rock and roll people ever. <laughs> right? And so we were at some... We were at some um, work function. You're just there with your with your partner, right? And like they're you know yeah. socializing. And you're like I don't know any of these people. So it's when I discovered that like, and Jesse discovered mutually. Like oh we're rock and roll people. Oh <laughs> sick awesome. So like Jesse and I, we were like talking about like guided by voices and like you know Devo or whatever. And like we were just like inseparable like the the entire night for it. So I have I have this. I have one of the strangest, like Jesse Michaels origin stories because I never saw Op Ivy back in the day. No, me neither. Even though I, I like them, yeah, uh, it was like just a little bit before my time, right? But but like I was like, yeah, we were basically it's others like uh, um, life lifeboat survivors yeah. <laughs> for a work function. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which That's is great cr- because cool. it's like because it's like. It makes sense because none of these people were, were like remotely interested. I mean, Lisa was because uh, Lisa like played drums and and whatever. But it's like not none, none of the. Sure, we've all been there. They, those boring board they, parties. They were teaching no. people to do something creative, but none of the people on the staff were very creative. Ultimately, so that's it was just like. But yeah, that's. I'm only bringing that syrup because you mentioned Jesse, who's yeah. great, by the way, and I yeah. I haven't talked to in years, and I should probably drop. a line. I should have on the show. Yeah, Jeez, have him on the show. He's got a new band. He's
0: got a new band with Tim Armstrong. Did you see? I, that? S- yeah. Come on!
1: Did see that? <laughs> He's I great. should absolutely have him on because that's one of the great. I got it. I got another story of, uh, of Ronnie Burnett too. But like, oh, if yeah. we start with I that. Like we'll be here yeah, all yeah. day. Another just amazing human being. Um, He's that, that, a record star nerd. Where, why was it? Why did I bring that up? Oh, oh. yeah, the the best kind of record star nerd. Yeah. Game. It's like get me, him, and like Mario together <laughs> in a room.
0: Forget it. You ruined. You're screwed. <laughs>
1: Maybe that should be the band. We should make a band. But, oh, wow. but instead of there playing you. music, we'll just talk about records. <laughs> That's a I great write one, those guys. About that. There you go. I'd, that'd yeah. be, that'd, be, that'd be a great that'd three, be a great stick Three way convo.
0: We put the record out. Like wait. it'll be
1: like a YouTube series, and we'll all be in the practice room. You're holding your instruments, but we'll never actually play have, any music. Yeah. 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 You
0: know, everyone's holding their instruments. You're at the microphone. They'll, you can hear the hum of the amps behind you. Every yeah. once in yeah, a while, yeah, kick yeah. drum, pop, 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 pop. Just yeah. like okay, just checking tuning, tuning the snare. Do, 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 Amazing. God, that's really good. <laughs> I bet those dudes would do it too. Oh, that's yeah. Really good. So hit them up. Wow. Okay, awesome. Gosh, well, dude, I, I think, think we're probably going to wrap it up here. We've gone over an hour. I've had so we much fun. We, we didn't, didn't even it. mention Catterwall oh, too. Okay, tell me. Which, is, which is coming yeah, Tell up. me, tell me. Real, I have no idea when this <laughs> is coming well, out by, anyway. So Just so you know, I don't know. I, oh, yeah. That, that's yeah. actually,
1: by the time this comes out, I think it'll be over. But it's a yearly event. So, but, and by the way, I think this is such a genius idea for a show. Oh, because one of
0: the. you too kind.
1: And I think I told you in email privately, but I'll mention it on the show, I was talking to Brian Walsby about it, Who's a great comic artist, oh, yeah. a great drummer. He played in Polvo, uh, 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 shiny beast that I wish more people knew about. Um, that's a great name. The, the beef heart record. It, and yeah. one of the guys, they're most known for the fact that the guitar player plays in red fang now. Oh, okay. Uh, the guy that's not in last one he does. Okay. Um, anyway, whatever. But that's, he's another dude that like, he's not just known for like the one thing. And some and like in this day and age, in this environment like it's 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 and you don't often get to be choose what it is like you're known for like there's people that like listen to platonic reversal that like, like oh this guy plays in a band which which That's is great. why i started just including that in in the intro and, and vice versa <laughs> we're like oh you got a podcast and then there'll be this cross-pollination we're like oh cool hey just we you know i listened to the show or i listened to the band it was cool oh awesome great um but I've, it's not that I have sought out to like, I'm a guy that must be doing a million things at all times. No, not at all. But I will do things if they're worthwhile. And again, if I see that there's an opportunity for like, like Secret Friends is the same thing. I wasn't hearing the kind of music I wanted to, that I wanted to hear. So I made it. And like part of that was a challenge of like, can I do this after like years and years of only working collaboratively? Answer. Yes. Okay, cool. Then let's do it better. And then it kind of took on some energy and own life. Uh, Catterball is the same sort of thing. So Catterball is a four day music festival in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, it's, um, <sighs> this year it's like 56 bands, I think, if I remember correctly, but there's, it, it's a lot and it's high quality of bands and downright affordable compared to most things at that level. And it's ostensibly because it's a community event. It's, it's sort of like, well, this is representing this particular, uh, substrata of weirdos of these weirdo <laughs> bands yeah. and, and, and the people that like either make that music or love that music and it's it's for the people that it's for right and a few of them are well known sure and most of them are not and and this is just an opportunity to sort of like get together and and vibe on it and it's something that Reiner from Learning Curve again my label guy and I and I do this this I guess when people hear this will the second one will have passed and we'll maybe even be starting to work on the third one, but, like, it's it's something that's very, it's a labor of love, but the accent's on the labor.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know how, being a musician yourself, you know what musicians are, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, it's Rehearsed. like hurting cats. Yeah. 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 And so imagine doing, like, you know, 50 times in a row, and then uh, there you go. You're, 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 you've got a good start. But, I've played enough festivals I where I would
0: never want to be the one organizing it. You are, it's, you are, you are a, a, a. I don't know which side of the the Sado or the masochism, one of them. You love, you love <laughs> torture, whatever that is. To to, to to anybody that ever works a festival is just like it's, the band is the easy it's, part. It's the worst. I mean, it, you know, ba- it's
1: easy. We love it's it. easy. Yeah. It's,
0: We show up. I mean, it, it, you can complain as much as you want about parking or your set times or where you got to yeah. do stuff, but every no, single other person there, including you know the, all the sound staff, all the stage hands food tickets security yep. a million times harder job than anybody than sucks. anybody that holds <laughs> an instrument if you're standing on stage with an instrument in your hand your day is golden yeah. everybody else is having yeah. the worst time of their life just so yeah, you're like, oh
1: what a nice time no. yeah
0: your dumb band can make a, can make a sound for 30 minutes everybody else is sacrificing their sanity for that to, to yes. make that happen yeah, it's insane, and,
1: and and I and I may have uh, in one of the interviews because we try to, we kind of try to keep our names out of it, not mm-hmm. not like to be a thing. We want it to be about the event. We want it to be about the music. It'd be one, yeah. And for some reason, that's impossible now. Everyone's like, "No, no, we want bios of everybody, and like we want pictures. Like, it's not about us. Yeah. Like this well, let, let it be caterwaul. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I Hate. I. Hate, I hate, personally hate it because I, I'm just a big. I'm a big fan of, the thing being the thing, and let the thing be what it is. Yeah. But anyway, but like it's it's. I've done interviews where I basically said some summation of what you just said, where it's like, yeah, it's, just a, it's, it's, you know, what you is, find funny ways to say yeah. it, but it's a labor of love. I feel like Rollins really.
0: has a good riff on it. Right. Or was there a great post? Oh, oh yeah. The thing? thing like, you are not special. You are not something, 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 whatever. Your backstage pass does not grant you the right to be a dick or something.
1: Yeah. You should make what they make. And then the other way around yeah. too. I, like I can't yeah. remember exactly. As only Rollins kind of could did. do it. It's, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Like, he
0: very nail on the head there. Like, well said. Of, of course. Well said. Right. Yeah. Who, why wouldn't it be? Um, cool. So Caterwall, Conan Catterwall Conan and Neutron, the Secret yeah, yeah. Friends, Protonic reversal. Reversal. Yep,
1: yeah, Kona neutrons, neutron's Protonic Reversal. There was, it's so I look like an egomaniac because I got my name in things. I know I just said yeah. like I only have my name in things. And I got two of my main things have my, but but there was another thing called Protonic Versal that now is gone. Oh, thank God. When I made it, <laughs> but like now I'm like, well, okay, well it's Kona Neutron's Protonic Versal. But wait,
0: I have to ask you, as a man who was who was given the I'm moving
1: extravagance, oh moving extravagance, yes, 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 I always forget, yeah. I always okay, forget for, to yeah. plug that, and then those guys get mad. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but I, wait, I have to ask you though, as a, I was born Randy Steele. Stephen Randall at the hospital. Mm -hmm. I was born.
1: Were you, what were you born as? Do you talk about this? Is this? this, I was born much to my eternal chagrin. I was born a Conan. Okay. But I chose to become a neutron. There it is.
0: Okay. That's great. And then how pissed were you when Conan O'Brien started a
1: podcast? Not uh, well when he started. Well, I was I was not pissed at all when he became famous because it was like, cool, pronounce it like that, dude. Yeah, better than because that that, Conan. that was a saving grace. Yeah, you weren't because like I had yeah or, I had people mispronouncing a, my name for the, it. It, the entire time yeah. through yeah through grade school and all that. Yeah. Uh When he started a podcast that has the word friend in the title uh, oh, too. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. If messed messed up my your SEO my, is all screwed up now. SEO. <laughs> Also, the problem with having a sentence-long band name is people don't say that the whole band name very often at all either. They, they what just... does that get shortened? To? Is it an is there an acronym you
0: like? Or no, I say it...
1: Neutron Friends, and I wish that would catch on, but people usually just say Kona Neutron. Oh, I guess you're Kona Neutron. Cool, well, yeah. You're the, okay, you are the front man. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's it's like we're just gonna see James Brown. Okay, you know, yeah. like it's I I, I, I and it's I guess if I would have. Would've... It is a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, if I had it to do over again, I probably would not have picked a sentence-long band name. But I wasn't even thinking about it for live shows when we made the first record. I was like, yeah. well, we need to call it something. Let's call it this. And Secret Friend, it, it isn't just the literalist tr- tr- uh, translation of that. It's also like that's... Like if you're in high school and like the the cool arty kid that the right. the, the jock is like friends with but can't let his cool friends know <laughs> about that. that's the that's the real definition uh which i think is a more surreptitious and kind of cool in,
0: thing. in but. the science background is this was this was this part of your your field of study or it's more in a science fiction way or where does the science uh, motif fit into your life and your I'll well, tell you
1: yeah well, I'll tell you, man. <laughs> Please. Uh, the <laughs> it, I say I say the bullshit my, questions
0: for the end, by the way. There, there you go.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I had my mid 20s <clears throat> life crisis, yeah. which is a thing as far as I'm concerned, uh, I, and it was it was also it was I, replicator was still around but things were starting to spin down like Ben said that he was done touring and, was, and Chris and I were like well we're done touring like I mean, the band's over <laughs> that's let's, a good sign for the end
0: Yeah, when somebody like yeah, yeah I'm like, not touring just, like okay but well, I don't think we're a band
1: and we broke up with like nine months ahead of time we recorded all our last songs we let everyone know all the last shows were a big celebration it was it was, it was one of the best um, capstones cap to a band that I think I've ever, I've ever seen if I do say so myself, like it just was, yeah. it was nice because it was like, oh, it took all the pressure off, and then everything was just fun.
0: Better than the five-year Kiss end of the road uh, tour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when is this road gonna end? It's going on for forever. Yeah. Uh, but I, I briefly had a moment where I'm like, where, where I was like, well, I could go teach physics. Okay, dude, that that was my like potentially like I could go do that because I have a deep interest in um, in science. Uh, and, and it was, it was a thing I really considered. And then, and then Chris and I ended up starting up another band and, uh, it it didn't go that way. But yeah, I, I'm... When I was a kid, all I, the only thing I wanted to be when I was a kid was an astronaut. The only thing. I had no backup plan, and then that didn't happen, obviously. But, yeah. <laughs> but like I was like obsessed with it, and I've always been like a science science obsessive. So got
0: it. Is there schooling uh, behind it? Did you did you get a d- degrees or f- no? No, so lots of books. Nope. <laughs> Do you have a deep a deep I'm library an o- of stuff? Yeah. Oh, oh
1: yes. Like auto. I'm an autodidact. Uh, for sure. Like I've. And, and it's funny because, like, I'm friends with, like, academics, and, like, I can, like, hold my own in a conversation, like, and beyond. So people be like, hey, oh, yeah, where'd you go to school? I'm like, I took half a semester of Modesto Junior College, and that's it. <laughs> and then they, they, they get kind of, like, uncomfortable and upset, and, and I'm like, I, sorry, I don't know. Like, do you, you want to talk about Heidegger some more? Let's go. You know, like, <laughs> like I, it's it's what it is. I, I definitely i think missed the exit for like going back to school I think I would get something at the time though I wouldn't have gotten anything out of it I just yeah. I just wanted to like get out and, and start doing stuff and I, and I can't recommend that for everyone it worked for me but again that's because I'm a voracious devourer of of uh, uh books and uh Knowledge and, and and so on and so
0: yeah. On. You have to know what your engine is, like what what puts gas in your engine. Yeah. You know what I mean. If you can do it yourself, then that's great. I think like I, I mean, look at know. someone like
1: Buzz Osborne. Like he's he's brilliant. He's yeah. he's like a super smart guy, but he doesn't have any like professional school. You don't need that, right? Yeah. When people say you need that. I'm like no, it's it's it can be an enjoyable experience. And you can get something out of it, but you don't need it. It doesn't mean you're just look. I've I've seen people that have graduate degrees that are dummies, <laughs> like just stupid people. Yeah. And I've seen people that like never have you d- got their GED, maybe, yeah. but like they're brilliant, you know. Yeah. But it's just like that doesn't necessarily mean they're suited for schooling, too. <laughs> and and that and that's I I again nobody
0: wants to hear that. I also believe people don't look up. You you know you put on resume you have a you have a master's degree in physics from Berkeley. Yeah. No yeah. one's going to, who's going to, who's going to question that? If you, if you have the goods, oh, yeah. if yeah, you have yeah, the yeah. goods to back it up and you could actually do the job that you're applying for, just try it, find it down. you talk about some, no, one, no one's ever looked Just talk at, about
1: quantum mechanics
0: yeah. and some string theory. Cool. Let's yeah. go. The biggest, yeah. the biggest thing I think college sure. does, you know, in terms of, <laughs> in terms of, you know.
1: Maybe if you, if you're going to be a teacher for it, I bet they probably look it up, but. Maybe not. I don't. Know. I question it. I question. It. I would
0: love to talk to. <laughs> I would love to talk to know. HR people. You know, in the, in these fields of stuff. Um, I think
1: someone you talk to uh, in this show probably has worked in HR.
0: I, I will. I will. I will drill down on that further. That'll be an an, an ongoing longer uh, season story arc. Um, but the <laughs> the um, what was I going to say? Plot, but it's, yeah, the yeah the. <laughs> But just, oh, college is good for getting you to sit on your hands for four years when you want to jump out of your skin and make all the worst mistakes you can make. And I think to a lot of employers or older people, you know, people in in their 40s and 50s, God forbid. Yeah it's, if you see a young person in their twenties that can show you that they got a diploma, you know, they can show up to work five days a week at the same time. And if they say they're going right. to do what they're going to do it. And that's all it really is. What the content of it, the speci- the specificness, the speciality, that's all just to ke- keep you going back five days a week. You need to prove that you're a viable um, right. cog in the wheel of the capitalist sort of, you know, workforce that grinds people down. And so college is a great way of showing that you have, you went through the, the cub scouts, of the workforce, you showed up. You weren't you weren't drunk <laughs> when all you wanted to be was drunk and 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 stoned right. and fucking everything that moved. Yeah. You somehow made it to a, a classroom, which is yeah. a you know laboratory for future work f- workstations five days a week at least or four days a week, whatever it was. And you passed and and you passed through the Cub Scouts and you got all your badges and then you put those on your yep. resumes and you go forward. I think that's really the, that I've understood the value of college and that, and again that's not bad. It, it also it, you call it what it is, similar to like Jack Watterson at future music, you know. Your podcasts are just a, a bunch of friends talking in your ear when you're bored and lonely by yourself. And you need that. People Again, need that. M- mean, but not inaccurate. Yeah. But <laughs> but in the same sort of way, you know, college has a big value. If you can get a bunch of, if you can get thousands of 20-year-olds to all move in one direction and have some purpose, yeah. find a purpose in their life and find something that, that makes their life worth living and give them the meaning down the road, hopefully, you know, that's what college can do. Even if it's not in the classroom, but just in the General so, yeah. social ideas and going to shows or go, learning about the world in general, and you do it with a safety net of well, you're not going to get fired, you're probably not going to die, hopefully, if you're not you know out, out of bounds too far. But it's a, you know it's a sure. place, it's a laboratory for 20 year olds to sort of try on a lot of different hats and to look ridiculous yeah. being a ska band for for you know two weeks or whatever yeah. it is, and then and then you come out of it, and you go okay, now I know who I am and these are my friends I've made and here's yeah, the rest. That wasn't for me. The, yep. I didn't stick with that. But, but, or
1: maybe it was. I don't. But know. But it gets you <laughs> walking down a
0: road that will hopefully lead you somewhere else versus yeah. the kind of the milling around and smoking cigarettes out in front of Seven Eleven, you know, which, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think I, I did all of, uh, well, not all, yeah. but it was not in a Scotland, okay. but like <laughs> I, the, the, uh, I, I did a lot of those things, and also I, I grew up my, um, I, I had parents who partied, so Very drug good. use yeah. was a, not really a rebellious act, let's put it right. that way. Uh, but like, I did all that already, just did it on my own, but for me, sc- at the time, schooling Felt like a holding pen. It was it was holding yeah. me back from doing what I wanted yeah. to do, and just going out to the Bay Area and getting, getting a minimum wage job at the f- fourth best record store out of four. Yeah, uh, in, in in Berkeley, that was that was an education yeah. for me, that... and, and it was something that like starting in with music and 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 going on tour and finding out like firsthand going to all these different cities around the country and seeing how other people lived and like seeing. Seeing, you know, the world from the from the highway and from the stage, like, huge, huge, huge in my formative development. To, uh, and, and, and honestly, what humanistic empathy I, I have and, and understanding uh, come from that as well. And I'm not saying it's everyone's path, but it was my path and, and it worked. And, and again, sustainably, like, I have, like, these things that are sustainable that, that I do. And... What's the? How did I get there? And be your neutron. That's the only. That's I, which is ter- terrible advice, right? No, but those,
0: that's, those are great words to to, to go out on. How do, yeah, how do you I mean, here, everyone, be, everyone needs everyone...
1: to find their own thing, right? Find find out that what your path is, and then and and recognize yeah. it and and just lay into it and do it as hard as
0: you can. That's Find your own about. Conan Neutron. Find your internal <laughs> Conan Neutron. Be be your own Conan Neutron. The, the, let's, Lord help <laughs> you. <laughs> well, Conan, thank you so much for being here. Dude, thank I, you I so much. I had this so much fun. Cool. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: There he is, the man, the myth, the legend, the Conan Neutron. Um, that was really fun. I was really stoked to talk to him. I mean he does not stop. And you can, I mean, it's such a great story and, um, yeah, really inspiring. I had heard about Conan, um, a bunch for years through friends. And, um, when I was thinking about doing the podcast, I definitely had thought like, okay, well there's people doing this similar kind of thing. I'm not, you know, so far out in the weeds here, but, uh, I don't know. It's really, you know, if you haven't heard Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal, please go, um, subscribe, to it and follow it and check out all the amazing uh, interviews he has with some of the luminaries, kind of post-punk art rock, noise rock, whatever you want to call it, alternative rock uh, luminaries that he's talked to over there over the, for over the years. And uh, as well as if you're a fan of movies, uh, check out the Movie Night Extravaganza uh, podcast as well as uh, YouTube files of it. There's uh it's, it's really fun. It looks great. They have a lot of video elements that are part of the, the podcast. That's really great. And also make sure you look out for Conan Neutron and the secret friends coming live to your town sometime this fall. And uh, if you're not familiar with his music, or if you want to support him in more ways, go to his um, website, neutronfriends.com. That's n e u t r o f r i e n d s.com for all things Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. Awesome! We'll see you next time. Bye.